0: Love Talk Radio.
1: listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis.
0: Hey
2: everybody and welcome to 2018, the, the first episode of it. Um, this episode is brought to you by Crazy Famous, the new award-winning indie comedy from writer-producer uh, Bob Farkas and director Paul Jarrett. Uh Crazy Famous is about Bob, a famous-as-average uh, Joe who escapes the mental institution with a band of misfits for one last desperate attempt to be famous. Starring Gregor Lay, uh, Richard Short, uh, Catherine Curtin, and A.J. Nadu, who I love. Um, Crazy Famous is now available for pre-order on iTunes and will be available on VOD tomorrow. Um, how far would you go to be famous? I guess that's a great question. I guess that also leads me to the, you know, to this show. How far would you go to be famous? And uh, It's kind of perfect because we are talking today um, about... Uh, Tommy Wiseau and The Room and The Disaster Artist, all that fun stuff. And I'm here with my uh, our special guest tonight, Lisa Cantorell. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing good. Uh, good. And then we also have my co-host, uh, Donnie Sturges. How are you doing, Donnie?
0: I'm doing. It's 2018. It's, it's time for a new year. It's time for stuff and things.
2: <laughs> yes, well put. All right, so um, tonight, uh, so we didn't really, like, sometimes we have things written out and we kind of go by it, but, you know, most of the time we haven't been doing that. Um, I think we've only done that, like, three times, and each time it's it's okay, but, you know, it's uh, even just as fine coming off the cuff. But the first question off the bat, when was the first time you guys heard of the room, not seen it, or heard of it, Uh, Lisa?
1: Um. It, it was pretty much the same for both, sort of, um, people in my life telling me that I need to see it. And I didn't actually see it till very recently, like a few months ago.
2: All right. Uh, I think, did you see it, like, for your show or something? Like, did you watch it just for the show? Um,
1: I'm trying to remember. I I think so. I think well, Brandon Deal, a writer friend of mine, was like couldn't believe that I hadn't seen the room. He did like a a GIF for it on some Facebook thread and I was like, I haven't seen that and then my fiance mm-hmm. was like, I can't believe you haven't seen that and he like sat
2: me down and made me watch it. Does your fiance actually own the room?
1: Um, we saw it on Amazon or something. I don't know. Something like that. Okay.
2: Um all right what about you Donnie
0: Um that's a good question Um my 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 recollection on when the room came into my life is a little fuzzy Um I know I was a little I was late to the party uh in the room Um the the party in the room was going on without me and I got there late <laughs> Um it was I know I know I found, I know I found out about it I think either through the internet um just, just you know stumble upon it on the internet or it was either that or it was when um oh, for uh, April Fool's day one year, adult Swim showed it um, mm. actually that might have been it it was it was it was probably like early uh like mid two thousands like maybe two thousand and five two thousand and eight somewhere in there um, but for april fools uh one one uh one year um, adult Swim showed it like nonstop for like twenty four hours. Um, and I, I, think I, was, I think that might have been the first time I heard about it, and then I looked it up, and I was like, what the heck is this thing? Because uh, apparently they also did a special Space Ghost Coast to Coast to go with it, um, where Space Ghost interviewed Tommy Wiseau about it, and uh, in which I actually just watched it the other day on YouTube, the uh, the Space Ghost parts. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just I, I, that's when I first heard about it, but it took me a long time to see it. I actually didn't, <laughs> this is funny, I actually didn't get to see it until I think last year or the year before, when Rift Tracks Live uh, did the room, um, that was the first time I got a chance to see it because I, I I never got around to it. I was just one of the things where I just we just never kind of got together with it. We never it was never it was never in it was always on my radar, but we never just happened to coincide at the same time where I could watch it. Um, and then suddenly I found out Rift Tracks was was uh, Rift Tracks Live was doing it, um, uh, and I think it might have been last year it was either last year or 2016. I don't remember which. Um and I went to see it and I was like and it's funny the funny, funny thing about that is is the the riffs were really good but there were times where they would just let the movie play and just let the laughs uh from the movie like let the movie earn its own laughter. And so between the two things I was like oh my god this movie's amazing. And so that's yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my history with the room uh up to the, up to date. Yeah. Um
2: I think uh for me it was 2006, or so, or 7, <laughs> something like that. And uh, a friend of mine was talking about it online, uh, and um, he was just going on and on and on about The Room being, like, the best, worst movie. And um, I was just like, okay, like, why would I want to watch the best, worst movie, you know? Like, I don't know. Um, but I guess if you think about it, like, playing Nine from Outer Spaces, Consider one of the best worst movies too, and yeah, right. But that movie's actually kind of well more. Um, uh, I, I hate to say it, but Ed Wood is a better director than Tommy. Yeah, um, I would agree. Absolutely, Plan Nine is
1: probably way. his best movie too. So even within, I would disagree own but song. I'd
2: say it's a really good one. I really, which, really, which really love of the
1: Monster*. But you can't say
2: it's better. Uh, I can't say it's better. It's a much better written script. Uh, There's no flaws to it, but, you know, I don't know. I I think, I literally think think, that's a movie that's better.
0: I think the key here is that you had Ed Wood, actually, you know, he was a talented guy. He was in the business. He was trying to make a movie. You know, he... um, what you know, dep- no matter what your opinion is on 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 his script and on his actors and everything, you know he was he had a lot of adversity. He had to go again. You know, had budget constraints and everything like that. You know, his mm-hmm. his main star died. Um Tommy Wiseau, on the other hand, he's just this weird alien guy who came out of nowhere and said, "I'm just like he's a, he's a person. He's that's I think that's where the key difference is uh, when you're if you're going to compare Ed Wood to Tommy Wiseau is Tommy Wiseau just accidentally there, there's 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 that whole thing where you create lightning in a bottle. And he created crap in a bottle like it, but it was, but, but like a lightning crap, it was weird. It's it's kind of yeah. the best way I can explain it. Like, like he, like he stumbled, like the, 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 the stars of the heavens had to align in a certain way. Like if it happened <laughs> again, if, if we were to go back in time and try this again, it wouldn't have happened in a million years, but somehow everything aligned and Tommy Wiseau just, just created this lightning crap in a bottle and it just, it just surged. And so, you know, I think that's where the real difference is, is, you know, um, you know, uh, Ed Wood, was, you know, was trying to craft a, a good film, and Tom Wiseau just – he was just like, I'm going to be famous, and then he just did this thing, and it was just – and, yeah, it's weird.
1: I mean, I think he thought it was a good movie.
0: Sure. Well, yeah, absolutely.
1: But if the movie is most the, people... the disaster artist movie is to be believed, he did not have uh, budgetary constraints.
0: Right, and, uh, right. He he, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Donnie. but he didn't have the talent like he just he was just a a, yeah. a a guy from a you know who you know basically from a weird who knows where he's from just kind of was like oh I'll do it myself and just you know just came out of nowhere you know he just he had no background other than you know if the movies to be believed you, you know just you know going to acting classes or whatever
1: Yeah which is still hard like i mean it, it sure, you know, absolutely. Not everybody doesn't nobody wants to work with you like
0: that really sucks Sure, absolutely. No, I agree. I, I totally understand.
2: And that. Uh, that actually brings me to my point about uh have you guys ever seen the documentary Best Worst Movie, um about like the making of Troll Two?
0: Yes. I haven't, but okay. it's on my list of things to watch.
2: Well, um I don't think this will be a spoiler or anything, but um there is there is a bit with the girl from Troll Two that um she wanted she wanted to act. She wanted to go on and get some acting gigs. However, that movie screwed her up. And every time she would go to oh, auditions, really? people would be like, "You look familiar," and they're like, "Where do I know you from?" And then they're like, "Oh yeah, that was, that was the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen." And then they never, they never called her back because Ouch. she didn't want to put the worst. Which sucks. I mean, yeah. like if you think so about it, laughter, everybody who, yeah. everybody who played, um, well, it's, it's sort of funny. And she was able to go on and actually <laughs> the same ad and. You know, it wasn't heartbreaking when she said it, it was kinda of funny. But um, yeah. Uh one thing sorry guys, I got a little bit of a cold. So you guys are gonna have to bear no with problem. Me, but um but um the one thing about uh like that Best Worst movie and, and these things is like like people like uh Julia Danielle and and Robin Paris who I've interviewed before, uh, who are both in the room, um, they uh you know, it kind of sucks for them, because even though, even if, like, Robin Paris was a great actor, actress, in that, in that movie, you know, she was as good as right. she could be, you know, given mm-hmm. the lines that she had, and the scenes, and everything, she was probably one of the best parts of it, but, um, right. you know, but then, you know, people like Julia Danielle, who for a while left the business, because she was too afraid of, like, the bad reception for the room, she thought people sure. were going to you know, or whatever, and then she came back when she kind of realized there's a cult following for it, so you know, sure. she kind of came out of retirement, which is funny, to retire that that young, I mean, it was only her first yeah. movie, and she had this, you know, opportunity to act in what became, the, you know, one of the worst movies of all time, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, uh, look at Conrad Brooks, who's been playing Nine, I mean, he made a living Doing that, you know, people paid him to come out for their crappy movies and stuff. You know,
1: that kind of got his career started. Yeah. Plan nine.
2: So yeah, Plan and nine. nine you yeah, like, Beast
1: of Yucca Flats. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, cool. Everybody it's listening, yeah. go watch the Beast of Yucca Flats. It's it's so brilliant, so much uh, pathos and catharsis and and. Uh, Great, great acting.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I love the use of Flats. Um And you know, I, I want to talk uh, because we, we're going to segue into the disaster artist. But before we do that, I want to mention the riff tracks, which um as Donnie had said earlier. You know that was the thing that a lot of people, you know, kind of came into, right? Like people saw that. And I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember it was playing at my local um, Regal. And I was like, what? You know, like, that's awesome. It, most of those things play at AMC or something, which is like 40 minutes away from me. And this was like, right. you know, five minutes up the road. So I went there, uh, had to, like, all by myself, you know, just to enjoy it. And, uh, paid 10 bucks, whatever it was, to go watch it. And it was so worth it. Um, so The Room is playing this, uh, Wednesday, so in two days, less than two days. Right. Um, Oh, or actually, probably close to two days because I think it plays around seven or eight. Um, so go see it. Um, I'm not going to see it, unfortunately, because I think I'm going to still be sick, and um, uh-huh. I just yeah, it sucks. But maybe maybe that's you know maybe that's divine intervention. I don't know um, because <laughs>
1: you
2: know if you think about it, if you're in a room watching a really bad movie and nobody is like, because I remember we were watching Rift Tracks. Uh, me and my one of my buddies went to go see the riff tracks of playing i out Space and the, uh, the they couldn't sync up the live feed for it and uh, for AMC so the guys there started making jokes you know or whatever and the and AMC people were so pissed they were like you know why are you you know why are you making fun of us blah 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 and one of the guys goes do you know what movie you're in you know? <laughs>
0: That's it hilarious. cracked me up,
2: because, like, that's true, like, you sit there, and you, you're you watching this movie, and if you're not joking on it, or laughing at the jokes, or whatever, you know, then what's the point, um, so I don't think watching The Room by itself is going to be any fun, honestly, I think, um, unless you have a really good crowd that knows how to make laughs, and, you know what I mean, like, make jokes, and, 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 and just make fun of it, you know, um, I I I watched it alone,
1: and it was a pretty life-changing experience. (laughs) Well,
2: alone is fine, or with, like, a friend or something, but when you're in a a group of, like, people you don't know, you know, it can be kind of Mm -hmm. boring if, like, nobody's saying anything or doing anything, you know what I mean? I'd be surprised. um, If nobody does anything or says anything?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty hard movie to not react to. If nothing else, you're just, like, kind of your jaw dropping. Oh yeah, absolutely. Look closer to the floor. <laughs> Are you I mean, two what? planning to see this is it? Happening?
0: I mean, that's, you that two that's true. Okay. Oh, I don't. I don't. What? Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna be able to go. I'm not gonna gonna be able to make it on Wednesday myself. So I'll have to pass.
1: I mean, I yeah. don't live. I don't um, think I live near anywhere that they're showing it.
0: Oh, uh, that sucks. Um, but I'm sure you would. But
1: uh, like, I'd like to go at some point that would be
0: a cool thing to do at some point. I, th- I think at this point, though, I don't. I, the room has has gained such popularity, uh, cult status. I don't feel like you'd ever have to worry about being in a room with strangers and them not react because it's it's like it's like Lisa yeah. mentioned. It's like it, it's it's hard not to react to it. And, and like I would say in the early days, like the the first time that ever popped up in like theater houses or whatever as a as a joke people probably would show up and go, what the hell am I watching? And, you know, and there'd be a lot of silence and uncomfortable shifting and stuff. But nowadays, because of its popularity due to its its cult status and, and, and just how famously awful it is, um, I don't think – I think it's impossible to go to a theater with a room full of strangers and not have everybody react because everybody knows it at this point. It's, it's, it's gained its own – like, it's gained its own life. So I, yeah. I just – you know, I I definitely don't think that that'd be a problem. I think you could watch it with anybody. Like you could probably watch it with a room full of strangers, room with your friends. You could probably watch it with their family. Like you could probably re- re- watch it with a with a bunch of Hare Krishnas. And I think everybody at some point would react to it in a in a in a in a in a, in a group manner. Or, you know, in a, in a in a shared manner.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so that's like ways me into the Disaster Artist, which was based on the book uh, by uh Greg Sistero who played um mm-hmm. Mark. Um uh but he also was a uh, big influence on on that movie, you a He had a lot of um a lot to do with it. Um and uh you know, he talks about it. I think from what I've understood that you know that book has, you know, obviously liter- liter- uh, literary uh literary you know inaccuracies, you know. Um sure. Sometimes you know, obviously you have to kind of spice things up a little bit or change things around. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, um, but the one thing I was disappointed by and the disaster is because I've read the book uh, from front to cover and I loved it to death. Um, just a wonderful. It made me cry. It was a book that made me cry. Hmm. Um, it is one of those books that, uh, you know, Greg really, really cared, and I think the movie sure. shows that a lot um right i I think the problem I, the biggest problem I have with that with the movie is that there was a lot of amazing stuff that was left out um so I'm hoping right. for like a another cut on whether it be a director's cut or um like whatever what they leave out? um well all right um there was an amazing stuff uh set on um uh at um uh was it uh The show Puppet Master, I believe it was, one of the Puppet Master movies. Uh, Greg went out there to act in it, and while he was out there, um, Tommy, who lived, uh, I believe he lived in a house at the time, uh, came into his house, and he actually um, went through his mail to see how big his check was and stuff. Wow. He was really nosy, and (laughs) I think, I understand why they cut it. Um, They probably cut it. Well, yeah, I don't know what the point
1: would be of that.
2: Well, I think it was to show that, um, and in the book, it showed that Tommy was really crazy. Like the book. I think they showed that in the movie. I yeah, mean, they do. They kind but of, I think this even goes a little further and a little darker at times. Um, yeah. Uh, there was there was a few things that they cut out, uh, probably to make uh, Tommy uh, more likable. You know, like you actually sure. right. care about this guy. And you do, so, yeah. Yeah, I believe. I believe I cared for Tommy through
0: it. Um kinda of felt bad for him. Um I didn't I, I feel... agree. Oh, I was gonna say I, I agree. It's one of those things where, you know, I Tommy Wiseau has been, you know, uh a popular figure for a long time. And, you know, just up until I saw the disaster artist, you know, I just I only saw him as like again, he's kinda of like this alien guy, like from another world who's just weird. And he just ha- he's so off kilter and he's just so off putting and, and and weird um but the disaster artist really did a great job of in like i'm mean, not necessarily endearing him to me, but I related to him more like like especially like his passion and the fact that he you know he really wanted to he wanted this so bad, you know, and that's something mm-hmm. that's like he 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 stepped out of 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 a comfort zone that most people would be afraid to step out of yeah uh to try to do this, and he did it he did it his own way, like you cannot fault him for not just, just doing it his own way and, and, and just, you know, and, and, and trying to buck the system. I mean, he did it and he, he it's impressive. Like, you know, yeah, in a million really years, is. that probably something like that will never happen again. Like he managed to do something that nobody will ever be able to do ever again. Like not in that way. Um, and, you know, watching it, I was like, wow, there's, there's heart to this guy. There's passion. There's, there's something more yeah. to this guy that, that I can relate to. Cause I mean, I I've been there. I mean, I've, there's things that I, that I do, you know, creatively that I that I want to get out there and that I want to do, and it's so um, watching that I was I think Franco did an amazing job of bringing some humanity and bringing uh, you know some uh, you know some heart to 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 who this guy is beyond oh like some weird crazy guy who's just doing some batshit insane stuff. So yeah, I agree. I yeah. think, I think he did an amazing job with that.
1: Yeah, he nailed it.
0: Um, I agree, but...
1: I, I don't understand why he didn't let him talk at the, at the Golden Globes, though. I thought that looked, that was just really mega-douchey of him.
2: Well, like I said, I think that might have to do with the Golden Globes. Like, you know, they didn't they weren't probably oh, told that Tommy was going to do that. I know. <laughs> and James is one of those guys that usually doesn't give a fuck that so it was. Very surprising that he said no, no, no. He just no. was
1: hogging the and, moment, and it was weird. Like I, I love him for doing this project and for doing a lot of risky, cool projects in general. Um, I, I don't understand why he did that. It just looked really bad.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I think aside from that, I'm going to get into some spoilers. So, if anybody who hasn't seen the Disaster Artist, either close your ears or or come back in, like, a few minutes or something. Um, hopefully we won't be talking about spoilers, but I do want to get into a few of those because there are a couple of things that um, I think might have, um, I don't know if it helped the movie or hurt the movie, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. Um okay. So there's that scene uh, where uh, Dave, Franco, a.k.a. Uh, Greg, uh, got got the part, or got, got a got a chance to play on Malcolm in the Middle, I think it was, but, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, got a part. And then uh, Tommy told him, no, you can't do it. I'm not going to let you do it. (laughs) And um, Tommy, like a lot of people begin be like, well, this is not real. Why would Greg, you know, just, you know, sit like that and do that stuff? And honestly, he did. Like, it was in the book. He he didn't do the thing because – you know, mainly because this movie meant so much to Tommy. Um right. and even though it, it could have been pushed back a day and he was being a jerk, um, you know, he he felt like it was, you know, something that um he was gonna do it for his friend, um and stuff and it shows the strength strengthens the friendship but then after that they, they have their falling out together or whatever. You know. And he makes him shave his shave his beard. Um, in retaliation right. for him getting the part, you know, or whatever, right. getting that part, which he needed a beard for. So I just, I think it, it did paint him even more douchey, you know, at the end. And yeah. I think that even at the end, when, like, it was all settled and the movie was finished and um, they go to the, the theater and he leaves for a second comes back, you know, um, leaves for a little bit and then comes, you know, has that talk with Greg. I think, um, a lot of that was, I don't know. I just felt like they still kind of made him a lot really, really douchey, and it was hard to sometimes sympathize with him.
0: I I, I took it a different way, um, and, and yeah, I think I think for normal people that would be douchey, but the thing is, is is and this is the I think the movie did a good job of establishing this. Um, Tommy Wiseau isn't like he is uno- like he is not self aware at all he just does what he does and it's kind of like Prince. I mean, I mean, he, Prince is like the, the like the, the other side of that coin. Prince is the successful guy who's enigmatic, who does weird shit, who commands people to do things, who lives in his own reality and is completely un, not self-aware at all. Um, and I think Tommy Wiseau is the other side of that coin. He, but he's, he's the, he's the, the, the guy, you know, the, um, the, the homeless person version of, of uh, for lack of a better way of explaining it, but he's, and and I, and it's like watching that movie. I was like, Tommy Wiseau plays by his own rules. He lives in his own reality. He's not self-aware of what he's doing. And so, anytime he did anything that seemed douchey, I was just like, that's like anybody else. I it's weird. Anybody else, I would not have given that a pass like that to it. But like, you're you're an asshole. Like, what's wrong with you? But for some reason, with Tommy Wiseau, I was like, this this guy doesn't know any better. Like, he just he's just acting out of out of unbridled passion. He doesn't know how to handle himself. He does not self-aware of what he's doing. And so I never took it as really douchey. I just took it as this guy just doesn't know how to, how to rein in how he's feeling. And he just acts, he just reacts. And so I just, I took it in a different way. I just like, I was like, this guy is just, he's, that's his enigm- en- enigmatic nature, uh, channeled up to 11. And so at no point did I really like, like, I mean, like I said, in under normal circumstances, if anybody else would like, man, that guy's a real jerk. But with him, I was just like, you know, he's, I don't. I. I hate to to to, to set him uh, up to a different set of standards, but that's kind of like he's just. He's just kind of who he is. Or right. a
1: narcissist.
0: I yeah. mean, that scene totally I felt. A I felt
1: like that was a little too far. The knock in the middle thing is like you're a shitty friend. You're not being a good friend if you do that to your friend. I'm sorry. Right.
0: Oh yeah, I, I. I totally don't. I don't hold anything against people that take it that way. I just. I. I don't know. I just. It's like watching like just like somebody who's completely ethereal in a different context and just watching them try to be human and I'm just like, you y- you missed that part, buddy. You didn't get that quite right. You need to I like I just like well, you, hear that just Tommy... made of a you hear that coming <laughs> wise,
1: you're ethereal.
0: Yes. ethereal. Yeah. Ethereal. Definitely <laughs> if he's listening.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's, Sexy diaphanous, <clears throat> Ethereal. <laughs> but... Silky oily you know. hair. <laughs>
0: have
1: you he's have a vampire. You seen? Have you seen <laughs> he is a vampire. Have you guys seen
2: his interviews?
1: And he walks I've backwards. I've seen many. Probably. Okay. I've, I've seen,
2: seen many of his double interviews. Jointed. Well, he's had some really weird fucking interviews.
0: Um, and he I'm oh, sure. Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, like, um, I love it. I love love watching him because. Like, my favorite one was a nostalgia critic uh, interviewed him, and it was the most awkward interview ever because he did not want to answer anything about the room, basically. Um, so <laughs> the whole time he's like, yes, I, I did that. Okay, next question. And, you know, right? it was like, he said next question maybe like ten times. And um wow. <laughs> was like, what? go ahead.
0: If you get a chance, re- watch the Space Ghost Coast-to-Coast interview. That he did I for the April Fool's that. jokes. It's I only I'll, see that I'll, I'll post,
1: is it that short thing? Is it that short thing, or is it longer?
0: It's a it's a series of short. Uh, like they they would do it in between showing the room uh, during the April Fool's prank, and so they would show the room. I go to commercial when they would come back. They would do a uh, they That's would do so a little cool. bit more. Of of him interviewing him, and then they would go back to the movie, and then like they come back from the movie, and they do a little bit more with him, and then they go to commercial, and so on and so forth. Um, but I just watched they they somebody took uh, all the clips and put them together into one thing. I'll post it nice. on Facebook after this is over, so you guys can watch it. It's it's cool. great, it's freaking hilarious.
1: That's awesome. Oh man,
2: I should have him on my I,
1: I can't. should have him on my podcast. <laughs> oh, it would
2: be very difficult. I'm not lying. Um, I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I I don't think I, I can. That, I mean, um, you can try. Uh, <laughs> the, the problem nah. with him, he just he doesn't. He's he's. I think he's very self-aware that he knows like the movie is really bad, so he's like scared that the questions are gonna be like negative, you know. But everybody, whoever, well, my, my them, questions would look not,
1: My questions would not be negative. I would be very
2: respectful.
0: He he, oh, yeah. he strikes me as somebody who just who who's he like he's never the same guy twice. Like he just goes with the way the wind blows. Like he's he's like a weather vane. Yeah. Like it, one it minute he's pointing south, the next minute he's pointing so east, weird. and you don't know like he's never the same guy twice. He just goes with wherever the wind blows. And he's just like Yeah, like sometimes just, he seems super
1: chill. Like he seems really mellow right. and then other times
2: he's all zipped up and
0: weird. Yeah, he's like all over um, the place. It's strange.
2: The girl who played um uh Juliette Danielle and uh the um and the disaster artist said that um she got to meet I, I was listening to a podcast, I for uh, how did this get made? And they talked about the disaster artists, um and they right. interviewed uh Ari Grainer and, and some of the other people. And uh oh. basically they have this part where um Ari Grainer is like saying that uh she came up to uh Tommy and i was like, hey, Tommy, how's it going? And she's met Tommy, like, five times, right? And right. Tommy's like, hi, hi, hello, who are you? And she's like, <laughs> I'm Ari. I, I played, I, I played, uh, and she's seen the movie, you know? Like, he was like, I played Juliette Danielle in the movie. And he was like, oh, you did great. Thank you. And then <laughs> walked away. And, and like, that just shows me that, like, you know he doesn't. He is a complete narcissist. Like I'm the only person I think he knows offhand is like either famous people. Like, uh, you know he wanted he wanted between Johnny Johnny Depp or James Franco, as to play him. You know. Nice.
1: Um, well, I mean, he was right and, in that. He was right in in how.
2: You know, I mean, he nailed it. Oh, James did an amazing job. Yeah. And I mean, uh, which is funny because. Honestly, I didn't think, and I'm not putting down any of the actors. Many of them did not um, sound or or act like what I would have assumed. You know, a lot of it. What you know? Oh yeah. But James had well, like, it down. He was a character.
0: Yeah. That was yeah, that he was the weird thing. It's like it. you you had James Franco basically embodying Tommy Wiseau, and then you had Dave Franco who was nothing like Greg Sestero at all. <laughs> it was such a surreal thing. Yeah. I know. He
2: was nothing like him. He was pretty much like an an actual like I always I always kind of think of Dave Franco as like uh, obviously the young James Franco. He looks very much sure. like him. He yeah, talks he a little like him. You know. Um not you know, you can tell the difference between those two. Sure. You know, like if you put them side by side, you know which one's which. But they are very much like, almost the same person. Like, it went, you know, it's funny, the first day I ever saw, uh, that I know of, that I ever saw Dave Franco in a movie was Neighbors, you know? And I was like, who is this guy? He's pretty funny. And then I, I was like, oh, it's Dave Franco. I'm guessing he's related to James. And I looked it up, and I realized he was a younger brother. And I go, the more I looked at him, I was like, oh, my God, that he's pretty much a little James, you know? <laughs> like, uh, he... I honestly think that sometimes uh, Dave can be a little better, you know? Like, oh, yeah. in certain movies or whatever. Because uh, James, or yeah, James does like outside the box, does everything, you know? And Dave is and, more and James. mainstream.
0: Yeah, and, and James also, and I think maybe this is one of the reasons why he gravitated towards Wiseau as much as he did, because if you've seen James Franco, he does some really weird and enigmatic things himself. Like, he puts out some, mm. some interesting projects that are just strange out of the box, and he'll just do some random things here and there that are strange out of the box, and then he'll do something more mainstream like Spider-Man. And so it's really yeah. weird, like, just like, and so he, I think he has a very similar spirit to Wiseau, which I think is why probably one of the reasons why Franco uh, gravitated towards him and wanted to do this so much because he probably saw something of himself in in Wiseau.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he could relate to it. What I really wonder is like, so they show in the disaster artists they show like that they're um, filming the whole time like and they get spy cameras and everything and all that. So where is that footage?
0: Right? Like that's what I want to see. I would love to see that footage.
1: Which one? They were filming the which whole sh- time they were filming the room.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah the
1: like
0: behind the scenes filming stuff.
1: So where is
2: this Well, shit? I wonder if they shot the whole movie?
0: Um and Maybe. stuff.
2: And if it's so, I would love to see like James Franco's The Room. Uh which would be really funny oh, because it's like uh really good actors um playing bad actors, you know, right, playing a movie that is really awful. So it's, it's just oh, yeah. really funny. Like I, I, I wonder cause I mean, honestly, it's really hard for a really good actor to just completely, you know, like, and, and honestly, I, from some of these side by side footage and everything that they have at the end, which is awesome. Right. Um, yeah, I think that was great, but from the side by side footage, um, honestly, I was, I was digging the room more, you know, because sure, I, sure. I just don't, in a way, I just don't see them, you know, because it's like them doing a bad movie, you know, like good actors doing a right. bad movie. It just doesn't, they were actually decent. They were better than they, they tried, but they, I don't think they could actually, well, maybe James, because James pretty much just did his voice and did his you know, but Dave right. Franco was was Dave Franco, and, and I guess Greg is a real... <laughs> I think Greg's actually a pretty good actor, you know? Um, I hope he gets more work after this, you know? Um, yeah, hopefully. Sad thing I is, mean, I don't yeah, think hopefully. he will. Maybe he'll become a writer, because obviously, you know, writing that book helped, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, sure. he should write out. more.
2: Yeah, definitely. Are you guys... Aren't they, isn't have Tommy you guys Tommy read The well, that uh, is. Is
1: Tommy doing another project? Isn't he doing something
2: new? He is. Him and Greg have both acted in a movie that uh, Greg wrote called Best Friends with fr- uh Sweet. S for Friends in um nice. with, uh, in uh like uh, parentheses um and um you know I think it's going to be amazing. I'm really excited. I'm all over that shit. Um, yeah. yeah, so you the trailer's out. Um, they did it they, they put out the trailer right before uh the disaster artist came out. I don't know. I know it's gonna be out this year sometime. Um, probably Ooh. either for VOD or or whatnot. So um
1: Tommy, really Tommy, like you, Tommy
2: I would love <laughs> to see them get more and more roles. Like, you know, I I had a idea uh for a long time, uh back in like two thousand and six or seven. I came up with this idea. It was uh, play, originally called Plan B for Matter Space. And then um uh I I decided to call it No, wait. I mean that is the title. Was it about the originally,
1: morning after pill?
2: I know. Like I got a lot of jokes <laughs> on that. And I never wrote that into this, the original script.
1: But Alien if Bay I had to rewrite it, Morning After Pill. Is that
2: Yeah. Am I close? Um I don't know if I could do that, though, because technically I'd have to get sponsored by them in order to do it, you know.
1: I almost had the aliens baby, but then I got plan B. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) From outer space. Um, But I had this idea, it was a parody of of, um, really bad B-movies, and um, uh, there was going to be a uh, supernatural assassin character that hunted with the name Glenn, and then when he hunted, his name was Glinda, and he was a cross-dressing nice. hunter. Um, but anyway, That's I wanted, cool. um, I was like thinking of Tommy Wiseau as the ruler of the women, All and he was like, there were oh, these nice. women uh, aliens, and he was the head, head ruler, and he would be, you know, so I had this idea, I love it. and we'll see if that ever happens one day. I, I, I had thought to myself, if I ever like stop doing B movies, you know, or whatever. I'm like, gonna retire from doing B movies. That would be my last B movie. Um He'd probably sue the you. The other idea. <laughs> what? He'll probably
1: he'd probably sue you. Why? Why would he? Character sue defamation or something. I don't know. Well, I want character. I wanted him can... to
2: play it. Like play the character. I didn't. Oh. Want him to,
1: you oh, know, okay. I I didn't
2: want somebody to play him. You know. Oh
1: wow. I wanted okay, him to yeah. play it.
2: But we'll see if exactly. uh, yeah any of that can happen. Um, but that's well, now it needs to happen. It's a big project. Yeah. It's well, out there and, in the universe and,
0: and, to right be now. Fair, To be fair, I, I will say this. The the bonus scene at the end of Disaster Artist, um, where uh, James Franco as Tommy Wiseau, uh talks to Tommy Wiseau as a guest at the party, that – Oh, yeah, I see, love that the movie. Way, I love
1: that.
0: I love okay, the good. movie anyway, oh. but – I love the movie anyway, but that scene made it for me because seeing him with so that pencil thin mustache, and the one thing I noticed, I was like, his acting has improved. Yeah, like, just from that scene, well, just from that scene alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, Tommy Wiseau's <laughs> acting has actually improved. He actually did, he held his own really well against Franco in that in that bonus scene, and I was like, he he totally well done, did. man. I,
2: that, totally scene, I actually liked him. I actually liked him better than than. Franco at that particular moment. I think he,
0: to me, <laughs> I was Franco
2: in that particular moment. I can scene. see that. I can um, see that.
0: He he was, the Pendleton mustache killed me. That was the thing. It was like, oh my God. Well, you you know the story behind that, right? Um, the Pendleton mustache? Uh, Tom.
2: Well, Tommy came to, uh, you know, had some, you know, things. He said, you know, you can play me, but I want to have a part in it. And I want that. And he was oh, like, okay. okay, you can play this character, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, I want to have a scene with you. And he goes, nice. mean um, it's, you know, it's you, you know, right? I can't, you know, right? Like, people would know it's you, and it would just be weird, right? So um, <laughs> he was like, no, I, I disguise myself. It's okay. No one noticed.
1: <laughs> so he calls him.
2: He calls him up, and he says, he goes, James, I, I am, I put my own mustache on. Um, no, I will have mustache for a part, and he goes, um, <laughs> "Well, you have got makeup people that can do that for you and give you I'm like, no, I pencil on mustache. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'll look good. Wow, that's so uh, Tommy. Tommy too. Yeah, and Tommy was like, okay. What if he used spirit gum? Like, okay. right? I mean, there's, there's many ways to to do it, and he decided to do it the most, most old
1: like hardest way.
2: Right. My goodness. Which I think is like the perfect thing for Tommy. And that is the perfect way to kind of wrap this up. Because uh, we've got about four minutes left of the show. Uh, I want to thank Lisa for coming on the show tonight. Um, thank yeah, you so thank much, you for coming back. Lisa, yeah, for coming back. Thanks. Um, Delightful. We left you on the first time. And, um, oh, yeah. Delightful. Uh, yeah. And making me when, laugh. Like that's like all that's of a us. Plus. Yes. <laughs> if you can make Don, Donnie laugh, that's, you know, you're know you in. Uh, um mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. But uh, you tell everybody about your uh, podcast.
1: Um, yeah, my podcast is called Getler with Lisa. It's on iTunes and it's on Podbean also. And I always share the episodes on Tuesdays on the Yes Clash website. Nice. Awesome. Um, along with stuff, like information about the guest and different sweet extra extra things. Um, and also another it? thing I want to plug is I have uh, okay. this anthology I edited coming out called Tragedy Queen, Stories Inspired by Lana Del Rey and Sylvia Plath, and oh, nice. it'll be up for pre-order for Valentine's Day um, and available in June, but you can start getting pre-orders, and I'm going to start doing a bunch of promo for the contributors on my podcast and on the on the website as well.
2: Awesome. Um, and do you have any cool upcoming guests, uh, coming up? Any uh, like to the plugs? My guests? Um, yeah, so your guests. I mean,
1: yeah, I got a lot of cool upcoming guests. <laughs> um, um, uh, I'm going to be talking to Molly Tanzer, um, and, uh, Rio Salus, which I'm, they're probably the ones that I'm the most excited about. I love their, the books they wrote this year. And, uh, um, I'm really excited to talk to them.
2: Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And Donnie, once again, thank you. Um, yes. next week we'll be doing uh, you. Star Wars. I'm not sure if we'll be talking about the Star Wars saga or if we're going to talk just Star Wars, the last Jedi. Um, but I know if we do the saga, the last Jedi will be a big, big part of it because it just came out and we want to kind of talk about that. Um, I think we're going do The Last Jedi. To be, that's this, probably we for the best. A whole show. We that's probably for the best. On that. I mean, that, Cause because it, the it, saga it, is so huge,
0: you know. Yeah.
2: Um, it, it would be is better that, to just talk one movie. Um, yeah, that's probably for the on, best. And then on the next Monday, we'll be talking with Mo from uh, It's Mo. Uh, she has her own YouTube stuff to talk about. The DC Universe, and then on, I have an idea of who I want for the Marvel show, but I haven't reached out to them, so um, keep a lookout for that. Um, So that's how we're ending January, and it's talking DC to Marvel.
0: DC is my least
2: favorite, but, you know, uh, Mo is a huge fan of DC, so it should be fun. All right. Well, thank you guys once again. It's about to tell us off, So yeah, thank you guys,
0: thank you, Lisa, and thanks everyone thank for Thank you. Listening.
2: Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good night, guys. Good night, right, everybody.
1: Thanks. Bye.
2: Okay. Bye.